I don't have time to get into this incredibly deep existential discussion that you're trying to bait me into right now. Welcome to NoClip. I'm Chad Rothermans. I'm JJ Artemis. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And today, we're going to be talking about Super Mario Maker 2, which was released in 2019 and was developed and published by Nintendo. So we've really kind of, I didn't even realize this Mm -hmm. until, I don't know, a couple of days ago, but we've really set out a challenge for ourselves on this one, because what are we critiquing? (laughs) Are we critiquing an idea, a community, like a level editing software? Amari, the single player? Like, what are what is it that we're going to be talking about here that, like, piece by piece... Obviously, this is rhetorical, but yeah. by all means. I mean, I would assume we would just talk about all of those things. Yeah, no, that's fair. <laughs> or just Yeah, we'll talk about everything a little bit in a very unsatisfying way. I think it's a lot like Smash Brothers or something, where there's, like, a lot of different aspects to talk about. And I, but I feel like Smash Brothers has a core designed experience, mm-hmm. whereas Mario Maker, by its own nature, is at the very least two faces, like one of making courses and one of playing courses. Mm-hmm. And I think that is that's kind of the defining feature of the game to some extent. Uh, but I don't really know. If I find one of them to be... Because obviously they're integral to the same, like, experience. Like, even if you don't, like, personally make courses, other people have to in order for you to play the game. Mm -hmm. Which, coming from anywhere but Nintendo, would probably be kind of a tall order. But because it is them, uh, the, like, adoption rate is so high that there's never a shortage of, of anything. It never hurts when you put Mario's face on it. This is true. Hence the number of people still playing Mario Tennis right now, a game I've never played nor have ever wanted to play. (laughs) So, uh, JJ, I'm most curious to hear about your experience with Super Mario Maker 2. All right. Oh, we're good. Okay. You left frowny faces on all my courses. I did leave frowny faces (laughs) on every one of your courses multiple times. Uh, That is, I think, pretty... I wanted to using the communication lines present within the Mario Maker system, make sure I could try to communicate to both of you organically what my moment-to-moment Mario experience is really like. Mm -hmm. I really loved that particular feature. I mean, this is, again, a Mario game. The actual moment-to-moment gameplay at its core are things that we're all kind of familiar with, unless you're getting into the real creative stuff that's, like, topping the charts. Uh, So the edifice over top of that Things like, oh, you can post this cute little comment, like its own little Miiverse that still exists, Mm -hmm. uh, and that you can send to your friends. Real lovely. Love it to death. Uh, And I used that adorable little channel to communicate how much of just a mistake it was for me to ever agree to do (laughs) this particular game as a review. I was so naive, and, and I was a child, really, I think, just a few weeks prior. So he... Are you now a man? No. No. <laughs> I thought that's where we were going with this. I am now He's an orphan. Now a preteen. <laughs> yeah. 
Even worse than he was when he was a child. <laughs> <laughs> I believe so. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go into the spiel that I have prepared, which will probably be tangential to some extent to the Mario rest of our discussion. Sucks. <laughs> no, <laughs> not quite. Uh, this game, I love the concept of this game, and which is why I wanted to get into it really badly. I love a Nintendo take on like a level design editor, especially about a property as famous as Mario that so many people could engage with. And I've heard nothing but good things about this game and love the concept of it. Like I made custom stages in like brawl for you guys. Like I love stage editors and those kind of nonsense for those kind of crafted experiences. But I knew how to play brawl. I, I knew what all the characters did and how all of those things work. And what really did not click with me at all until I was about five, ten hours into playing this game was that there wouldn't be a tutorial for anything <laughs> at any time. And if there's if there's any game series in the world that could get away with that, <laughs> mm -hmm. it would be Mario. You know, this is a collection of some of the most famous and best-selling just video games for as long as video games have been a thing. You know, even I have picked up and played, like, Super Mario Brothers in my day. Har har. Uh, but I was just immediately overwhelmed, and the game's attempt to teach me how to interface with those things. Not the, not the edifice. I love the edifice. How to interface with the actual games you were making in the edifice was a list of uh, controls and names of what the things did. Uh, as an example, uh, was it, it was... You, I believe, Andy, who made a mm -hmm. stage about those those thwomp blocks. It oh, was yeah. you. <laughs> tub thwomping. Yeah. <laughs> tub thrub thub thump thump thumping. Thwomping. Tub thwomp. Thump. Yes. Thump. Tub. Thumb? Like a tub mm -hmm. that you, you take a bath in. Yes, tub. Thwomping. Thwomping. Like a thwomp. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ing. I think it's the thwomp that's the, yeah. that's the hard. I, not until this very moment <laughs> was I genuinely happy that we all finally have pop screens. <laughs> Fair. Thwomp. <laughs> Thwomping. <laughs> we found the pop screen phrase. Yeah, you, took, you basically just produced 30 seconds of audio that was exclusively plosives. Yes. This is the only sounds you made. Clearly you have to blame Andy for that, who clearly premeditated yes. this yeah. and has been naming his Mario Maker's stages the least microphone friendly things <laughs> that he true. can but anyway i made the thump uh -huh. level uh and you were like you just you straight up just said the thing that you needed to do in it and it was mm. just like i'll just spin jump on the blocks and i was like oh, okay i'll i can look up the menu and see what that button does it took me 15 minutes to figure out how to spin jump <laughs> wow uh just at all uh just because i just had straight trial and error and was too stubborn to google things initially i tried googling stuff later but frequently those videos also just assumed so much familiarity with the games. No one explains how to play a Mario game with Mario mechanics. It's just, like, not a thing people do in the same way that, like, nobody talks about their experiences in restrooms. Like it's, <laughs> it's, like, that level of, like, complete social silence mm -hmm. that I've been, like, left out through. And while I, I harbor a deep love for this game, both conceptually and an implementation, I, it is easily 
the least fun experience I have ever had on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> like, by far. It is me attempting to play my least favorite genre of game and a version of that old genre that I dislike from, like, 20, 30 years ago. With, as made by nine-year-olds. As made by nine-year-olds with no tutorial. <laughs> and not just any... It's, it's, you know, there's a diverse amount of people in the community, but, you know, frequently... Those stages assumed more competency with the materials than a Mario game would by a pretty wide margin. So I, as an example, never beat any of the stages that either of you put up. I thought I was going to beat yours. I could not. Uh, wait, wait, uh, this is going to be some, some inside baseball if you haven't, like played our stages and or even like looked at it at all. Mm -hmm. But out of curiosity, which of the stages it was the one that you left a comment on? Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot. I looked at, your thing was a profile. I only went on one of your stages. I forgot okay. that. I would have tried more. But, yeah, it was the one that I left a comment on. Okay. Yeah, that that is... I don't think that stage is, like, particularly easy. Uh, it has, like, I, a 53% clear rate, which is apparently, like, That's, big. like, sky high. Yeah. But that's because there, were, there was one person or two people who had cleared it oh. and uh, over the course of a couple of attempts or something. Okay. You got on it really early because I had uploaded it, like, an hour before you played it. Oh, weird. Yeah. The stage that I made right before that mm -hmm. was specifically supposed to be my easy stage. Ooh. <laughs> and I kind of wish that you had gone for that. Me <laughs> too. I literally just forgot that the code I entered was your like creator code and not the code for that one stage because you had got me in the mindset of looking for stages. This right. is terrible podcast <laughs> content. A little but, bit. But uh, the broader point, I really just hated every moment <laughs> that I spent with Mario Maker 2. Uh, and it, it, it wasn't Mario Maker 2's fault. It, it really was just the circumstances. It, like Mario Maker 2 is not what I needed in my life. And... Mario Maker 2 felt like it was in grad school and kind of doing its own thing and didn't want to, like, have a relationship with anyone. Like, they weren't, like, reaching out mm -hmm. in any way. They had everything they already needed, and, like, I'm happy for them. <laughs> uh, but that does not include me. Yeah. On one hand, I kind of sympathize with that. And on the other hand, I can't relate to it at all. Because <laughs> I played a lot of Super Mario Brothers and Mario Brothers 3 as mm -hmm. a kid. But I never played Mario World or New Super Mario Brothers. And so that's like been a long time since I've played Mario. And Mario World introduced a lot of its own new things. So like that's a pretty big blind spot for me. So like there was a steep learning curve to like all of the Mario World and newer stuff. But like I do already have that base like familiarity with Mario, like from just hundreds of hours of playing it yeah i want to say uh that not only can we relate i think that the community as at large can can kind of relate in a way that maybe you don't expect uh coming from like a complete outside is going to be a lot harder obviously to pick up the things that exist sort of already in the game that are just like extant factors of mario games as a whole but a lot of people, because each style uh, of, of level has its own mechanic set, uh, like different things, and they can be as small as uh, the nuance that in Mario 3 you can't throw shells up, mm -hmm. but in Mario World you can do that. Uh, and Or like as large as entire mechanics being gone. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I've just like let something walk directly into me while playing New Super Mario, or no, 
Mario Brothers new three <laughs> new Super Three <3D laughs> D Mario yeah. World Brothers yeah. <laughs> Super Mario Three D World mm-hmm. uh, because they don't have a, there's no spin jump pressing R while you're standing still makes you crouch and that's it mm-hmm. and like just that disconnected control is enough to kind of throw me but then as you scale up. It just more and more things that you potentially don't have any idea about uh-huh. are a thing. Like, spinies, when you walk under them, fall off the ceiling. But spike tops don't. And the visual difference between the two is not really that significant. <laughs> so there's, a there's like, a huge number of, of like, little tiny mechanics, which I want to say make the game worse overall for everybody when they're learning to play it. But I also think is the crux of why this game is good in the first place. Oh, yeah. I think that the the amount of different and new things that you can apply to each level in a different and creative way and the number of variables that they add to each item uh, just allow you to kind of go completely apeshit with what you want to do. Like, every possible experience is can be mapped out with this. The number of them would be like... Out, outside of the bounds of human knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> True. And I completely agree. Uh, if you attempted to restrict the kind of just the literal dozens, probably hundreds of, of different possible mechanics and interactions I had no possible chance of coming to familiarity <laughs> with without probably just sitting, spending like 70 something hours on this game. Uh, it would be the equivalent of like asking a coder to make sure that his code is readable to like the guy at the front desk like it's a constraint that you don't want that would actively inhibit things mm-hmm. i want this i want this set of mechanics to be as wide as possible so that people who know how to speak the language can do cool ass shit like make a piano out of it or whatever <laughs> people do on the top page of mario maker 2 these days did you uh play the story mode i couldn't beat most of the levels in the story mode I attempted. Wow. Yes. Yes. Correct. <laughs> There's still a level in the story mode that I haven't well, gotten back yeah, to. Be, there are but... some hard ones. Yes. Because yeah. they also didn't tutorialize things, uh, and I, I, I got to the point where I was googling pretty much every level that I was playing, mm. which really added. I hope I'm like really pressing the narrative of just <laughs> physical pain that yeah. I was experiencing, especially when the new Fire Emblem game was sitting to my left, <laughs> <laughs> while all of while I'm sitting here having the least fun experience could possibly have had i love how you could like in the twisted like (laughs) twilight zone mirror you see me in the exact same situation playing the fire (laughs) emblem game while mario maker is sitting next to me and just going oh god i like i know the pain just hypothetically yes yeah i'm glad Oh man, we should make that a T-shirt. If we ever sell T-shirts, we should have like a mirror, like dark light world thing, where like I'm on one and top, and you're on the other, and you're to the left judging both of us yeah. for being morons. <laughs> Andy's holding the mirror. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I love it. Uh, get on that. <laughs> that was a whip. I don't know who you're And he's our uh, art. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. he's the art slave. That actually makes sense. Mm-hmm. I was like, we don't have t shirt slaves. What are you <laughs> talking about? Shh, don't tell them about the t shirt slaves. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we need to go from that because uh, if we're talking about the base mechanics of a Mario game, like, obviously, there are things that. Like, you talked about how it's, like, a social silence. There's, like, a uh, 
like almost a cultural taboo to explain <laughs> to someone how to jump in Mario. Like it's just something that like you just expect them to know or to be able to figure it's out. In, like, it's like a riding seconds. a bike. <laughs> yeah, it's just like riding a bike. Just if you've never ridden a bike before. Uh, but the existence of some of the mechanics in this game are themselves even like disconnected from their origin games, which I had the reverse experience with when I played. Because I never played New Super Mario Brothers, and to this day still haven't played 3D World, even though in the Mario Maker 2 version is not anywhere close to the yeah, real game. Not applicable. Yeah. Uh, but the in, in Mario Maker, in any world, any like style where you can do a spin jump, you can spin jump on a piranha plant. Uh, actually, I don't know if that's true in Mario World. You can spin jump on Piranha Plants in, in New Super Mario Brothers U. It's weirder, in fact, if you can't do it in Mario World. Because you can't do it in actual New Super Mario Brothers. So, like, the first time I encountered a Piranha Plant after playing Mario Maker 1 in Mar New Super Mario Brothers, I just died instantaneously. Mm -hmm. And if you had the opposite experience and played New Super Mario Brothers and then picked up this game and somebody places a pit in front of you with a pipe... And a prana plant that just sits on it doesn't go up and down. You would just have no idea what you were, what to do at all. And I think that's kind of like where a lot of people in the Mario Maker like active community take to like YouTube and Twitch. They are absolutely huge for this game. And I think that a lot of that is just people watching people play these levels and understanding these mechanics more. And I think that it's one of the few times where, because of the nature of this game, it really has been a, like an improvement on a com on the community as a whole. Where I feel like I've seen more levels that took inspiration from somebody else's level and were made better because of it. That's how I learned about a lot of the mechanics in this game. By twitching it up. Yeah. Okay. That's certainly a community I'm very distant from, which is probably another reason while I was out on my little lonely Mario ocean, <laughs> attempting to... <sighs> How'd you like the game, Andy? Uh, I don't know. I, the first Mario Maker came out on the Wii U, and I found myself having kind of like no interest in it, like in contrast to everyone else who... <laughs> seem to go crazy for it mm -hmm. i don't really tend to like games that rely on just like user generated content like i really value like authored experiences in games and kind of don't want to have to like boot up the game and play a bunch of shitty levels <laughs> that people slap together with a bunch of random stuff in it uh like 50 percent of the time but uh i did pick this one up uh the the social aspect of it because the switch is a way more popular console like it just seemed more interesting to me and also bonus the podcast we were doing the game anyway um but and i found myself liking it more than i expected to um from like the outside looking in this kind of a like creator tool games seem like they exist to like scratch a creative itch for people or like give people like a window into like what game development's like etc etc which isn't really like an itch i feel like i need to scratch fair but uh and like if i am interested in game development but a 2d platformer would be one of the last things i'd want to make if i can make a game so there was like an uphill battle to get me to like actually get it and try it but 
I, I had a, a lot of fun actually like making levels. Those like how to do basic game development tutorial videos they included with this were bizarre in a very interesting way. It's not how I would have expected Nintendo to present their development process. They had like actually the really similar tutorial tools in the first game as well. It's been, I don't like Mario Maker has kind of a weird aesthetic that's all its own. And I agree. It, it's... It's like it's like the dream of an eight-year-old, but presented with real actors who are adults. That's what I would. That's what I would say. It reminds me of very blocky. Isn't under any constraints to try and make sense. Everything's kind of there for utilitarian purposes. Like I don't know why the core spot is a thing. Like I don't know why they have all the robot stuff. But I can imagine like an eight-year-old being like, "Oh, you robots!" And then I mean, robots are cool. Incorporating robots into the menu. Uh, I, the parallel I draw with that stuff is like there were little quirky things like that in like Mario Paint, which I think is where a lot of that is like expanded from. Mm-hmm. Like, the weird little fly swatter game and, like, little things like that that existed in there. And, like, like the cat paws and things. Like, it, it feels like they took that and were like, let's just do weird stuff like that. Yeah, like, I, I genuinely think that the original Mario Maker game was a, like, a spiritual successor to Mario Paint. Mm-hmm. I think that's where... A lot of, I mean, I don't necessarily know they would have done this on the Super Nintendo if they had had the technology to to actually ship it like this. Uh, but I think that there's some, there was some desire to put out like some kind of user creative, uh, like prepackaged tool set with Mario Paint, and it sort of works. Like if you've played Mario Paint before, it's like a weird mishmash of like coloring book style things and mini games and like little sort of pattern recognition stuff and it's it's interesting it's cool but i don't think that it holds a ton of water uh whereas like mario maker one takes a lot of the elements that do work and then expands on it with the actual level creator i'm pretty sure that mario maker started out conceptually as like a mario paint 2 and then, like, evolved into Mario Maker. Mm-hmm. Was the pigeon the tutorial thing in the first <laughs> game, or was it the girl? It, well, it was a different girl and also the pigeon. <laughs> <laughs> Yamamura the pigeon is, like, a returning character, if I remember correctly. I am very happy about this. So the, <laughs> so the pigeon goes yes. through women. <laughs> yeah, it's it's got, like, a, a... The pigeon is, like, the Doctor Who of Mario Maker. <laughs> <laughs> that fits weirdly well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Did you actually watch all the tutorial videos? I watched, like, 60%. Yeah, I felt like they were a little long. Uh, Like, they wanted you to do things that could have been a button prompt. Mm -hmm. And they wanted you to do it, like, and display that you understand, like, that pressing the A button places a thing. Where it's like, that should be, like, the easiest thing. They don't tell you to jump (laughs) by pressing the A button, but they insist that you need to draw some blocks on a thing to prove that you know where the A button is. Because they assume you know what Mario is. Exactly. all of the mechanics. I feel like there's a level of, uh, of... It's even abstracted away from that because it's like, do you know how to write? 
like what a writing implement is. It's the same concept. And uh, like I, I feel like it'd be more reasonable to tutorialize the game elements over the most basic of creation elements. I agree. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I think I think they were cool. I thought they were interesting, but I did think that they went over things a little bit too much. I guess my question is for somebody who's totally new to the series. Uh, and did you watch any of them? The initial one, like the only one they made me watch, was the only one I watched. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, they even only suggest that you watch it, ah. but uh, I want to know if that actually like helped. Like, if you felt like you had a better idea of what you were doing coming out of it. Uh, only when they started getting into very precise Mario level examples, because that was just another avenue for me to learn. Like, what's this flower do? What's how do you jump on that? And why does it? Why why do you spin? Like very basic things like that i have enough of a working understanding of game design in general already that whenever they branched on those topics those were very basic things that i already knew and that's part of the reason i was so excited for the game because i was i wanted to apply those principles i just i can't i can't do it <laughs> i tried you guys might notice i never posted a level in the discord no because i went I through sad. i went through four uh and they were all bad not just because, not because from a play experience perspective, uh, they were bad because I kept not knowing the limits of what things could be done. And in some circumstances, uh, the kinds of experiences that I wanted to create that would be interesting outstripped my own ability to beat the levels by such a hilarious margin <laughs> that I sometimes couldn't beat the levels that I thought would be good to post and fun. I'm glad that you didn't resort to having a dev door. Or something like that. A what? But you can, people will hide, like, basically make, like, a near impossible or impossible level with a little, like, door, like a hidden door that they oh. can get to to, like, go straight to the end and beat the level that oh, way. Oh, like so dev they can, So they can upload yeah. them, yeah. Oh. Dev door, dev pipe. Dev yeah. Vine, Dev Star. These yeah, are... like you hit a hidden block, mm -hmm. and then like a vine goes up and leads you to a pipe or whatever. That and makes you sense. To the end. That you, makes sense. The like number of a very niche vocabulary terms that you have to learn for Mario Maker, or is not as expansive as a lot of games. Like I feel like we used more technical phrases in the Smash Brothers episode than we're going to in this one. Mm -hmm. uh, but like at least half the ones we're going to use are going to have the word Dev in front of them after that conversation conversation i will probably not be able to not say the word kaizo at some point <laughs> oh please define the word kaizo right now okay all such right. a cool person word it is a cool word i uh kaizo apparently comes from the japanese for rearrange and was applied to a game a rom hack of super mario world that was called kaizo mario meaning Mario, but they moved shit around. <laughs> Basically, they defined ROM hack in the title of their ROM hack. Uh -huh. And uh, it was notorious for being, like, very, very difficult. You've probably seen, like, clips of this on YouTube. I if, have. If you haven't just outright played it at this point. Uh, <laughs> but Kaizo is now a subgenre uh, of mo both Mario ROM hacks uh, originally and still, like, the, the purest form. And also, like, a genre of level that you can make a Mario Maker where... The idea is basically to, like, string together. It's like a combo in Tony Hawk, but if you fuck up, you die and have to start over at the beginning. I've seen the videos. I would really love them and was very impressed in the same way that I'm impressed 
in like the concept of music, which is something I think that I've talked about on this podcast <laughs> before, weirdly. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's not what I even wanted to get into. Some of the like weird mid-tier auto runners that I went through, like those were like relatively fun and started to approach the kind of experiences that I looked for in platformers. I, as you guys can probably both, both expect of me, the more the moment-to-moment -moment experience of any level that I was playing reminded me of Ori, the more fun that I was having. I never got to the point where I was having fun, but there were gradients of fun <laughs> underneath that threshold. Um, no, I mean, that makes sense. The the really, like, the thing is there are a lot of experiences that Mario Maker allows for you to, to like, both create and play. Uh, and whether that thing is, like, a basic Mario platformer to a Kaizo level, something that is obscenely difficult and, like, requires hours and hours of practice uh, in order to understand and, and perform to things that are, like, memory puzzles and like quizzes and stuff but they're all seated in a platform game so you have to be able to interact with that at some level in order to enjoy any of those things i would like to like sit you down in front of the like some of the more popular uh like puzzle levels and just see what you think of them because they are interesting and like my patience level is not at is non-existent <laughs> so <laughs> i don't i don't find them particularly enjoyable but i do find them interesting yeah, I, I, my opinion would probably mirror the same because no matter how good of a puzzle level it would be, I doubt that I would be overjoyed to play a type of game in which I was playing another game through the interface of that game, right? It'd be like using Minecraft or using Minecraft to play chess or something like that. Like you could do that. Chess, real good game. Yeah, no, why you got game. Minecraft in the middle there? <laughs> yeah. Like that's that would be my perspective on it. Question question yes is super mario maker 2 turing complete i have to imagine it is or is capable of that's a really complicated question <laughs> i don't think that's an answerable question <laughs> while you were answering that question i deeply apologize i heard like 70 percent of it because 30 percent of it was me being scared of the literal skeleton in your closet <laughs> in the dark corner at the top who is peering down upon us with his toothy grin literally right now. That's so funny. I like, uh, put that guy up there. I should, I should guess I should specify. Yeah, it's been in the room I know. for a long yeah. time. I don't know if we ever mentioned it on air before. I don't think so. There'd be very little reason to. I own a plastic skeleton that I bought as a joke and I took it to work and put a shirt on it and put it at a desk on Halloween. Uh, and weirdly, this I'm just going to tell the story in the middle of the podcast. I liked it when you had it like kind of disassembled in your backpack. <laughs> yeah, that was half of the reason that I thought it was so funny is when I took it to work, I stuffed it into a backpack. So it was just his head and like a leg with a foot coming out of the top. Mm -hmm. But I carried it in, dressed him up like somebody who was at work and put him in a chair. And then, like, the next round of people came in, and nobody said a fucking <laughs> thing about it. <laughs> so I just got up and went home, and I was like, I can't, I wonder what, I'm, if anyone is getting, like, if, if I come back in today, are they then going to be, is it still going to be there? <laughs> <laughs> well, people have done anything about it at all. And so I got to experience all the stories as people sort of, like, realized it was there. <laughs> the day. 
<laughs> it's a good time. Anyway, I've been just keeping them on the floor for a long time because I didn't have a place to put them, but then I had to move my furniture. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I stuffed them up there. And I didn't realize <laughs> how ominous it ended up being. Yeah. Very is mm-hmm. the answer. Extremely ominous. Very ominous. Mm-hmm. What was the last thing we were talking about? <laughs> I think it was like Super Mario 3D Land 2. What? <laughs> I can't wait for that game. Uh, God, JJ said something. and the, Oh, the, okay. Turing completeness. Right, yeah. yeah no. I think uh, part of me was thinking that the last thing that we were talking about was the aesthetic principles of the game. Uh, like, particularly in the, like, editor and things surrounding it mm-hmm. but then another part of me thought we were talking about like really hard levels no we were talking about puzzle levels and right. the thing that uh I, what I hadn't said yet that i do want to say is that the existence of on off switches uh because it is important in the mario maker 2 podcast that we talk about things that are new to this game mm-hmm. uh and on off switches are one of them and is one of those things that are like i don't know if you remember wire mod from gary's mod I was not in the Gary's Mod scene. Okay. When you were in the Gary's Mod scene mm-hmm. uh, is when I was joining the computer team and was like, hey, what's Gary's Mod? Oh, That's like uh, that stage yeah, of my development. Same boat for me. <laughs> I didn't know what Gary's Mod was for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Gary's Mod was uh, like a, a, a thing. Like it's a source mod game that was just a sandbox uh and the obvi- there are obvious parallels here, but I don't want to focus on any of them, <laughs> even though they're good parallels, dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a uh, specifically there's a mod that I think later got incorporated into the main game that allowed you to make basic like logic gates in Gary's mod, which allow you to do really complicated like programmatic stuff, uh, essentially writing basic in Gary's mod with, like, (laughs) fucking Gordon Freeman and shit, Mm -hmm. uh, which was wild and cool, uh, and I didn't really get all that into it because I was already doing enough of that shit in school that I didn't want to continue doing it in my free time. So I uh, just sort of observed. And the on-off switches in in Mario Maker do a similar thing, albeit not as robust, in that uh, they give you... So many more options for like, for like machines, like things that you can make in Mario Maker that don't operate in the way that like you would think a platformer would be capable of doing. Like people make things that are like, they can legitimately count now, which is, which means a lot more than you would think. Oh, I know. Yeah. So like you can now make a machine that says like, oh, if you jump three times you put a, 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 a thwomp in a place that's exactly high enough that it will trigger if you jump higher than the block that you're standing in and then that hits an on off switch and then that counts and so if you jump three times it does another thing mm-hmm. and that's insanity like the fact that that's a, a thing that you're capable of doing in this game that's just not explained because I don't know if they've I mean they, I'm sure they were like this is going to let them do all kinds of shit oh well ship it like that's how I imagine this works. Yeah, I don't think that they really wanted to expect or really even spend any time considering the implications of like being able to put a thwomp in active memory or whatever metaphor you might use to explain that. Like that seems pretty far off Nintendo's like, oh, it's bring happiness to the children general attitude yeah. that that company brings it, to the table. It seems like the kind of thing where you're like, well, 
we'll let people get their hands on it, and if it has any makes any big issues, then we'll patch it. Right. You know, yeah. like just let it just let it run its course. Though, if Mario Maker One, which received like two updates and like four content patches total uh, over the course of its entire lifespan, should say anything is that not patching the game would probably be totally fine. <laughs> They've already started taking out levels that contain glitches, which partially makes sense because like you're putting a player in a situation where they don't necessarily know what's going to happen uh when they do something because like there's a glitch currently uh where and like this might be outdated by the time this even releases but where if you like put a it's you put a cannon on a curved track and then change the the like hit it on off switch to change where the cannon is going it will teleport you just sort of like seemingly. If are you? Do you have to be on the cannon? No. You said nowhere near it. Well, <laughs> you can be anywhere on the screen, but it's like within like an x-axis. Okay. Like if you're next to, if you're perpendicular to the cannon, it'll teleport you how far? It just, uh, depends on some other shit. I don't <laughs> understand. Okay. I was trying to visualize it. Right, and that's pretty insane. And obviously, like the player's not going to expect that. Mm-hmm. But also, the player probably isn't going to expect getting crushed by a thwomp in the first point oh three seconds of your level. And that's legal by Nintendo's standpoint. They're like, that's fine. To make the shitty level that kills you instantly and plays the laugh sound effect that we put in the game to laugh at the player <laughs> cruelly. <laughs> but don't have the fun, cool thing because it's like a, like a, a product of bad code or whatever. And like I kind of understand that, mm-hmm. but I also kind of like the idea of like letting it be because you can do cool shit with it. Well, if they let it be and then patched it out later, that would then leave a level in the game that could never be beaten if the level was built under the assumption of the glitch, right? Sort of. I'm nodding my head, even <laughs> though I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Uh, in Mario Maker 1, they changed the P-Switch physics, which I'm not going to go into, but basically it, they made it a different... Uh, like, you had different active hurt frames when you landed on a P-Switch, uh, I just said those words. I've never heard anyone say those words before. I said all of them. That's made up. You sound like Twitch chat. I know. The spirit of Twitch chat is within you. <laughs> Twitch chat. That's me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, like, so there were P-switch jumps where you, you would put a P-switch on a spike, and then you would land on the P-switch, and you would jump off of it. And they left those levels in, and they just kept the old physics for them. Oh. Uh, so you could still do that. In Mario Maker 2, they've just been deleting people's levels. <laughs> Which is mean, I think. I don't know. They have a disclaimer when you first enter the course world that says, like, don't upload bugs or we'll just delete the level. So I guess fair warning, but still. They probably have a good reason for doing it, but, you know... Us, us lowly mortals don't don't uh, can't perceive of what it is. My my guess, like my best guess, is that they just don't want to leave things that look broken in the right. game, which it's like a negative reflection on them. Yeah, and I think that makes sense to some extent, but yeah. also like there's a glitch where like thwomps just like fly up in the air <laughs> out of nowhere, and I love it, and I want that to stay, but they're already deleting levels that contain it. So it's not going to stay, and it makes me sad. Can you still do the thwomp in the clown car thing? Yeah, you can still put a thwomp in a clown car. Okay, just You can still put baby in the car. <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to make that reference. <laughs> fair. <laughs> it's a really easy one. Though. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, yeah, I want to talk about those wild levels 
And I want to talk about the social aspect of the game because that's probably the thing that most sort of like speaks to me. Uh, but I heard that you haven't played some of my levels. So uh, let's take a break. Okay. Welcome back to the podcast. Uh, what I mentioned before I wanted to, uh, before we went to the break is that I wanted to talk about uh, the social aspect of the game. And what I mean by that, well, I mean, there are a couple of things. You could take that in a couple of directions, and I think that it's totally valid to say that part of the social aspect of the game is just playing someone else's level and leaving feedback, like leaving a comment, drawing a picture, or whatever, which is pretty goddamn enjoyable admittedly uh but for me i like treating mario maker as this like worldwide game of horse <laughs> where you are you familiar with horse i'm familiar the basketball game yeah, yeah. like in basketball yes yeah, so i am familiar with horse okay where somebody makes a level and you play that level and then you make it level and then you challenge them to play the level and then you go back and forth to see who makes the best level or the level with the stupidest bullshit in it, et cetera, et cetera. When you opened with this, I thought, because we'd been talking about the comment system, that you were just going to be, like, leaving H on other people's <laughs> levels. <laughs> and other players would be challenged to correct it. Never mind. Please continue. Yeah. <clears throat> and, I mean, this is a social thing where it's, like, Generally speaking, between you and people that you know personally, uh, it's much too hard, at least at the current state, to sort of get that kind of a thing going on uh, just with strangers. Like, it's just too hard to do it. And I feel like th eventually we're going to have a system where it's wh where that's more possible. At the end of the life cycle of the first game, they had a thing that was the bookmarks page, which is a Nintendo official page that just listed a lot of levels and had them by a bunch of different metrics. And so you could find levels made by a certain person, it would give you their code and all that stuff. And so you could go, you could queue it up, it would download on your Wii U, and then you could just go play it. Uh, and I think that's great, and I think the Nintendo Switch app is probably the, like, the premise that they're going to expand to include this, even though they've done basically a shit job with that app since its inception. Uh, and I don't know, maybe this will be the, the, the time, the game that actually does it correctly, but it, it'll be like many of the others, the game that could have done it correctly. <laughs> I know that. I find that I get like a very like base, like social media, like, thing out of this game where like every time i quit out of it like i always close the app mm -hmm. so that when i come back to it i start it up again and it tells me how many people have played and commented on my levels it's like that dopamine like oh somebody liked my comment or <laughs> whatever and then i kind of hate myself a little bit but uh <laughs> I definitely has that for me, like more than I expected. I think honestly, that's a really good parallel. Like, I, I it's been a long time since I've like actively engaged with social media. Sorry to everybody on the, the who wants the no clip Twitter account to be more active, but that's just <laughs> I'm just you incapable. Mean all zero people who want that. Yeah, uh, there's at least like one a guy who'll be like, "Hey, 
Why not post them all, right? Uh, our hot takes are only hot three weeks after we play the game. <laughs> Can we just, like, try and get ourselves blocked from that one guy who makes Bayonetta? And blocks everyone. I oh, feel like that could Hideki be the... Yeah, let's get let's get blocked by Kamiya and then just use that as the end of our Twitter account. Just imagine <laughs> that he, he killed us. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, yeah, but yeah, but but at the same time, I know exactly what you're talking about. Like the way that you describe that. Not only that, but like I'll be in the middle of playing the game and just like eh, close the app, reopen it just to <laughs> see, have the notifications thing pop back up again. Uh, just to, like, check it out. Because I do, like, you when you make something, especially when it takes you, like, a while, like, I don't think that any level that I've made, with the exception of Doinks, which is the level I made in 20 minutes, because one of my friends wanted me to make a level and still has more plays than any of my other levels do. Uh, like, I don't think any of my levels have taken me less than six hours to make. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it is a time-consuming process, and I feel like I... I really like hone in on the details and uh, and so yeah, you feel like a sense of pride about each one and you want other people to experience that, that you want to share it with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it does take a surprising amount of time to make a level because I found like I that you have like you're able to sort your games on the switch by like amount of time played and I was surprised how quickly Mario jumped from the bottom to like the upper middle mm-hmm. I was like wow I've already put like 25 hours into this feels like I haven't played it that much <laughs> uh, like I, I put more time into this than like Let's Go Pikachu which I beat which doesn't seem right in my mind <laughs> right. but I'm like okay I guess <laughs> it, it's just one of those level or one of, yeah, one of those, I've been saying the word level so many times over the last few weeks that it's like just now, I just assume it's the right word to say mid sentence. Uh, but I've, I, I've spent like so much time in this game over the past, you know, however long, uh, where I feel like it's one of those games like Monster Hunter is, where it's, it doesn't feel like you've spent a whole bunch of time in it, but you have because like your progress is so incremental that you just sort of like it, everything else just sort of melts away for a while. I don't know. I feel like 70 hours into Mario Maker at this point. Uh, And probably half or more of that is just in making levels. And I've only made seven levels. So I feel like... (laughs) And one of them was doinks. And one of them was doinks. And one of them was two-hour delay. (laughs) Hey, I replayed that. Okay, so let's let's back this up. It's the only one of your levels I haven't beaten. We're going to back this up to... (laughs) What I was talking about as far as the game of horse goes. One of the elements of horse is that you make a, le- you make a level in, in, in Mario Horse. And the goal is for the other person to not be able to beat the level. Now this is a bad goal and is self-destructive. And it's a cycle <laughs> that ruins your productivity. Because the harder you make the level, the longer it takes you to clear the level. And then the more just absolute hatred for yourself you develop (laughs) over time and i feel like i started mario maker with the basketball equivalent of doing like a backward shot from the half court (laughs) (laughs) because like my first level i had all these aspirations of making like a normal mario level in my head and then when i finished it i ended it with a trick that was so hard that it took andy like an hour and a half 
just for this one oh, yeah. jump. <laughs> and like sent it to one of my other friends and he spent like an hour trying to make this one jump. And I was like, I feel like I've fucked up here. <laughs> but then another part of me was like, I win. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. So maybe you should have just tried clearing those levels a little bit, a little bit longer. <laughs> maybe you could have gotten the nah. none of them were layup. <laughs> <laughs> I can't yeah. like real horse. I can't do a layup either. So <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine trying to play the game without like any Mario literacy. I feel like this game is to JJ what like Call of Duty Maker would be to me. <laughs> It's completely impenetrable. Can we make now like a trifecta shirt? Like a three part. <laughs> a three way mirror? Some kind of strange interdimensional portal mirror? Yeah. It could be three different shirts. Ooh, it could be three different shirts. Yeah. But anyway, just each of us sitting on a couch with a game we hate in Sorry. our hands and the game we love next to us. <laughs> This would be so hard to depict visually. But what you sadness? Leave that to me. Come on, sadness. I, I, I can already picture it in multiple different perspectives. Chan, come on. You gotta expand your mind. Where's your... the gorlax? I was gonna say that. <laughs> no explanation. It's not allowed. It'd be too embarrassing. Uh. But yeah, so I don't know if... I, I feel like I'm the only person who's had that experience in this group. Uh, I know that I'm not alone in this, uh, based on the levels that I've personally played. But I feel like among the people that I like share my stuff with, generally speaking, I tend to make the most ball-bustingly hard <laughs> levels for no reason. Mm -hmm. yeah. You can definitely feel like the the influence of like watching streamers play in your levels like you don't do anything any as crazy as like stuff that they play but like you definitely have more of a, an interest in like messing with the mechanics in that way yeah all of my levels are based on and this is this is part of what i was talking about earlier when i said the game has a lot to engage with and it can you can engage with it on a lot of different levels depending on what you like and for me my levels, the way that I make things and the way the reason I enjoy the levels that I've played uh, and the ones that I've made are, like, I like setups. I like things that are complicated and look cool. And that's kind of what I focus on. Like, everything is like a string of, like, a series of, of movements that you have to do to get through it. Once you do it, it's like a real simple sort of thing. One of my most recent levels, I like painstakingly made a like the stump from a chain jump land on one of those skull lift platforms so that I could then shoot you over a like just a, a whole row of uh, buzz saws and like the three year old in me is like <laughs> clapping and, and, and licking his lolly and <laughs> pulling down on the balloons that I'm holding as I watch it happen but then like the adult in me has to figure out the logistics of making that work, <laughs> which is, it just feels like so much effort for nothing, but I enjoy it on such like a base level. So you're like an Imagineer. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like an Imagineer. Yes. <laughs> Chad is just like an Imagineer. Uh, and on the flip side, I kind of just tried to make like regular ass levels 
and feel like I had mixed success. <laughs> That's probably fair. You made a Super Mario Brothers 3 level that I felt really nailed sort of like regular Mario. Like my, the my first one. Yeah. Yeah. That that one and the one I just made are my two favorites. Okay. The, yeah, those are, uh, like, to me, that's very hard to do, and I don't know what it is about it, but, like, when you're actually making something, everything that you do doesn't feel as hard as it actually is, and that is why so many levels, uh, I guess I can talk about my experiment now, mm-hmm. uh, end up on one end of the spectrum or the other, is that you'll start to make a level, and the thing that you end up with, if you're generally competent is going to be something that is probably probably feels a lot easier to you than it would be to every other person who looks at it because they have to kind of figure it out yeah so what i did was i played i've played a lot of levels in the like expert and super expert categories kind of just like where i i lie most of the time but over the past two days i've played a hundred easy levels from endless easy just in a row and it is uh, an eye-opening experience. <laughs> Why? <laughs> because you find... I tried to like put together some kind of pattern, and either a lot of people playing Mario Maker 2 are very young, or just don't care, and I'm okay with both of those things, mm-hmm. or, and this is really fascinating to me, people put in a ton of effort to make a level that is very difficult and probably took them a lot of time to make and then missed something that everyone else will see immediately and allow them to clear the stage with no effort. <laughs> <laughs> and I run into this so many times where somebody's put together, you can see because they'll put like a warp door and you, and you see the exit of the warp door is in like a boss room that's a square that's suspended in nothing with spikes all over it and like the boss is running around there's fire flowers or piranha plants shooting fireballs at you and like it looks really difficult but then like through some quirk of mechanics you can just like jump up on top of it and run over to the flagpole and everyone does it and the level ends up with like a 90% clear rate (laughs) and I have to wonder what the impression of the person seeing that is like do they go geez everybody's really good at fighting boom boom or do they go Oh, I something is wrong. Yeah, like unless someone left a text comment or something, you don't even necessarily know. No, not really. Yeah, it's not like he's getting feedback or watching someone else play it. It, mm-hmm. it would be cool if there was a feature where you could like watch the world record run of your level I or agree. something. That'd be dope. Yeah, if we're talking about speculative things, like things that I think would be great additions, that would be really good. Like, a like ghost. I feel like it couldn't record every play. No, that would be absurd. Yeah, for like the stages, they get thousands of them. It would also probably be really hard to even like maintain the because you would have to record it. I mean, you could do it locally, and then if you get the world record, it uploads it. Yeah, uh, and then the players could opt out. But this is very technical. Yes. <laughs> the other thing I would love to see, which would be the opposite of this, which would be so difficult to the point of being impossible. Uh, is if you could do like a Meat Boy and just show a hundred people try your level at the same time. But you wouldn't be able to... I, it would be harder to get useful information out of that, I, I agree. feel. I feel like they started with that kind of premise and ended on the X's, which mm-hmm. are almost as good as the ghost thing. 
Yeah, and thank you for putting an X in that four block wide yeah. pit. I actually, I the stage that JJ brought up, tub thwomping. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I think it was Joe played it and left a comment about something about cheesing the stage, and I didn't know what he meant by it. And I just figured out while thinking about it this morning in the shower. Don't know what made me think of it. Is that I totally put something in that I thought blocked you from like cheesing it, and because I completely forgot you can just jump out of the shell, which just oh, will yeah. let you skip to the end. And I was like, oh my god, that's what that meant. Mm-hmm. So that level is able to be cheesed, and I just figured that out today based <laughs> on a comment that I received like a week and a half ago. So now we know. A, you obsessively think about your creations. Only B, sometimes. You are you are now in the exact headspace we were discussing before. How does it feel knowing that your creation will forever have this exploitable tarnish because you can't patch stages? Well, I could just like re- do a re-upload. It's true. Like just make tub thwomping two, and then just feel okay with it. But you're always gonna have the broken original eh. tied to your name. Well, feel, you could also like- delete the stage. See, I, I thought you could do that, but I was playing along. Uh, <laughs> I, I feel like the exploit isn't obvious enough that I care. And That's I, true. Yeah, like, it's good for you. It's a reward for finding it. Frankly, it was kind of my fault for even asking <laughs> you, Andy, to oh, be yeah, like, I have a strong care. emotional reaction <laughs> to this thing. To the to the Mario Maker level. <laughs> it has been killing me over the past, like four weeks uh that one of my stages has a thing that i didn't see where if you just stop moving the auto scroll on it stops before it will smash you against a wall and kill you which is what i would prefer it to do in the scenario and haven't wanted to fix and re-upload it because it has like plays and shit on it Mm -hmm. so i know that feeling i know the feeling of of it being tarnished is it hate (laughs) is it hate in you yeah, a little, <laughs> a little bit. I have to wonder how, it, like, because I wanted. To, it, it really is. It's a complicated emotion mm-hmm. because I designed the stage to be easy, because all of my other stages are really hard. But it turned out to not at all be easy. <laughs> this is like the the progenitor of that of my comment from earlier, mm-hmm. because. Andy was basically like, when playing it, was like, oh, this is my easy stage to me. I didn't say it like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's how I heard it in my head. Uh, uh, and so I kind of like that there's a way to get around one of the obstacles just for free because it does make it like a little bit easier. Um, but I don't know. There is like. There's a resentment there, you know? Okay. Yeah, it definitely bugs me, but, like, it would bug me way more if this was, like, an actual, like, game that I made or something, <laughs> not just, like, a Mario Maker level. Right. You know? Uh, like, the effort it would take to just, like, make a new level, or uh, to edit the level and re-upload it, I would rather just make something new. Yeah. It is still a game for you. It is, yeah. This is not your paycheck. <laughs> Exactly, Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, that's another, like... Because this is... In Mario Maker 1, I made 
three stages, I think, during its the entire time that I played it. I played a lot of Mario Maker 1, but I didn't spend a whole lot of time in the editor. And it was mostly because I couldn't bring myself to begin on something until I had, like, a plan for it. Uh, and I felt like that was important to have, like, a design, like a document or some shit that I wrote out. <laughs> Graph yeah, paper. I, exactly. I really wanted to try designing a level on paper for the to talk about in the podcast but i didn't have the time to do it yeah it's just like it does take a long time and sort of the the frivolity of it all there's like really shines through there's so many factors you don't know Mm -hmm. it's like you have to like have so many things like notes written down like how high and like how many blocks you can jump and stuff like in order to lay the platforms out if you were going to draw it on graph paper yeah it would be really complicated mm-hmm. uh and and doing it in this game has been a lot more sort of like just just firing just do it just do whatever you want and hope that it works and i found that to be just like kind of a zen like experience of putting together something that is somewhere between interesting and dastardly try like just by laying it out and seeing what's possible mm-hmm. uh, and then scaling forward or back. And I think that's kind of like the key to the enjoyment of, of the actual creation is just like finding a, an element of it that's interesting. But then the other side of it and part of the reason why I won't ever delete and re-upload a level is because there's, so many fucking things you can do in this game that like you get locked out of if you choose to do something else so like i want like right now in my head i want to make a stage in nighttime castle because it's weird because the enemies walk around on the ground and mario is just swimming and it's super strange and i have ideas for it and i want to do something with it but, like, none of my other levels have used the theme, and it's, like, a really complicated theme. You'd have to dedicate a lot of ideas to just doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that takes time. And so, like, I haven't done that yet because I want to do this other thing. Because, like, when somebody was like, you should make a car level. And I was like, haha, that's stupid. The car sucks. <laughs> and then I made a car level. <laughs> Because I'm a monster. Because this game eats at you uh, with all the things. So I probably won't be done with this game until I've made like 30 levels and feel like I've really like yeah. exhausted the possibilities yeah. of things that a I want to do. 400 hours, <laughs> apparently. Yeah. The, the way I approach making levels is I, I would always pick, like, I decided like for the podcast I wanted to make around like four or five. And what I did kind of to, like, springboard it was, like, I just picked, like, an enemy. Or, like, just, like, it didn't have to be that. It could have been any element. Like, one element. And I'm, like, I'm going to use this in the level. And, like, well, what works with that? And, like, I kind of, like, built the challenge around that. And that that worked really well for me. Like, just start out, like, with a theme and pick which game you want. And then, like, okay this enemy works with the spin jumping on the thwomps or whatever. Like, what works with that? On-off switches work with thwomps. And then, you know, just build a level around that. And that worked really well. Yeah. Well, do we have final thoughts? I'm going to put the the bonus room music over that, please. (laughs) God. I'm sorry, Super Mario Maker 2. You deserve better than what I could give you. I, I, I gotta move on. 
if you want my copy of Super Mario Maker 2, <laughs> shoot me a DM somewhere. I'll meet you somewhere, Sketch. We'll get this done. Just have a trench coat with exactly one pocket. It's the size of like a Switch game. Like, it's not even out. a pocket. That's just like I mean, you like, just like put like a band aid. I, I mean, the case. Oh, oh right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make, if you don't put it in the case, I could be a drug mule for Super Mario Maker Two. <laughs> you put Super Mario Maker Two in a condom mm-hmm. <laughs> and swallow it. Yeah, <laughs> and then do it again with fentanyl. <laughs> Oh, God. That's what I feel about this game. Okay, good. All right. uh, <laughs> this is one of, another one of those cases where I'm glad for the podcast, because if it weren't for the podcast, I don't know if I would have picked this up, and if I would have, I probably wouldn't have been, you know, till like months after it had been out, because I, I enjoyed my time with it, and I don't know how much time I'll have to devote uh, to it, you know, just with going forward uh because life and podcast uh but i i definitely want to keep making levels and i don't engage as much with playing other people's levels because i find there's too much crap to wade through which uh i didn't really get into in the episode but whatever uh but i i do anticipate keeping playing it and i'm glad that i uh i picked it up and tried it out so I guess sort of to like mirror uh, what Andy was saying, but put my own thoughts over top of it. I basically wanted to do this game for the podcast because I knew I was going to spend 70 hours on it <laughs> in the first couple of weeks. Uh, and that is what I did. Um, I think that I was more interested in the first game than like anyone else that I knew to the point where I actually bought a copy of it not owning a Wii U just so that I could play it when I was around people who did have a Wii U and did that for like six yeah. months. I don't know how you don't remember that. I do remember this. Yeah. It just, okay. I did, it's like looking backwards in time and seeing all the red flags of a drug addict. Right, yeah. <laughs> that is what was happening. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, I feel like you played it like 90% of the time on my Wii U. Yeah, like uh, everything that I made in was, was on your Wii U under your like uh, Nintendo ID and shit. And so when I eventually got a Wii U, like the one level I made was just like one that I submitted to like a YouTube channel just for fun to see like someone else play it, which is interesting. I feel like if you have the opportunity to watch someone play a level you make, 100% take it because it's like really good for like your own development as far as like i guess making levels but i feel like there's a larger applicability and that's kind of where i want to land on this i think this is an interesting game and i think that they do a lot of good work as far as making it presentable and making it something that people are are able to access and kind of get into uh but i think that for people who are development minded people who see a mario level and say like oh why'd they put that mole there like fuck that mole i hate that guy uh, or, you know, whatever else. Like, you really enjoy the way that a level is laid out. Uh, this kind of lets you flex that, and uh, whenever I play a level in the game that I think is good, uh, even, like, marginally good, like, very low standards, it fe- I feel like I'm getting some insight into how that person, like, thinks, 
and it it I don't know like thinking about game development in that way is kind of like why I enjoy doing this podcast, and so playing this game has been uh, a fun experience for that one getting to flex my own muscles and two getting to getting my tickets to the gun show of others. Uh, so I'm going to continue enjoying this game for for quite some time. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Chad really loves gun shows. I love you, muscles. You man. said that as if it's a thing that people say. <laughs> you, just, you just totally rolled with that. Confidence is key. It uh, is. You just proved it definitively on air. Thank you for listening to No Clip this week. What are we talking about next time? Next time, we're going to be talking about Castlevania Symphony of the Night. Yes. Uh, which is a metroidvania game and one of the games in its defining genre defining uh it's the vania part it's the yeah yeah of of the two this (laughs) is the vania part uh and i believe and i don't i'm not a castlevania scholar i've played three castlevania games uh none of them to completion uh i believe this is the first one that actually is a metroidvania uh, and so I think you're right. Yeah, I know you're right. I'm nailing it today. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and if I'm not mistaken, like n- none of us have played it. Nope. No. Yeah. Which uh, yes. So I've it's gonna be three three minutes fresh takes. <laughs> yeah, these gonna be so, man. This game from the PlayStation One I, era. Yeah, it's like held up as a classic, and none of us have played it. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. Same. Uh, until that time, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast.com. Uh, there you can find links to our YouTube, all of our old episodes, which you can also find on iTunes, Google Play. Find a link to our Discord. Uh, you can, There you can find all the fucking levels we've been talking about that we've made. Uh, go ahead and submit your own. We're still planning on doing something, even if it's just sort of like an exhibition of our own shit in the meantime. Uh, hopefully we can pull JJ back to embarrass him. <laughs> oh, that that can be the hook, really. Yeah, dust off the capture card. You can yeah. truly understand me for the first time. <laughs> <laughs> we can flabbergast him with our Mario skills. Mm-hmm. We'll get one of those guys who does like edits of Twitch streams on YouTube to like do a comical <laughs> zoom in on some stupid thing and then a slow pan. We'll back do a out. super cut of JJ falling in pits. Yeah, that are four blocks wide. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Bye! Yeah, alright, see you later. (laughs) Is this when we're going to announce this? Or do we want to save it for the next episode? Uh, save it, definitely.